0: This is episode 519 of the AWS podcast, released on May 1st, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the AWS podcast. So I'm with you. Great to have you back. And we have a jam-packed update show and also... A new co-host is on the way, so stand by for that. The reveal will come in due time. Let's start with the topic of the AWS Marketplace. AWS Marketplace customers can now modify their AMI and container upfront contract pricing based subscriptions. So now you can choose how to do your upfront pricing and buyers can opt in to auto renew your existing contracts or increase the number of licenses in their commitment, allowing them to keep up with ever-changing business needs and accommodate their expanding workload. Moving on to the topic of analytics, we're happy to announce the general availability of AWS Glue Interactive Sessions. This is a new interface into AWS Glue's highly scalable serverless Spark environment. And this supports interactive data integration, job development, data exploration, and on-demand distributed data processing for your applications. Now, AWS Glue is a serverless data integration service built for both engineers and data analysts, and interactive sessions let them process interactively using Jupyter-based notebook or IDE of your choice. Sessions start in seconds and have built-in cost management, as well as the option to use either version 2 or 3 of Glue. As with AWS Glue jobs, you pay only for the resources that you use. And the Glue team has been very busy. There is now sensitive data detection generally available. So this feature uses pattern matching and machine learning to automatically detect personally identifiable information or PII and other sensitive data at both the column and cell levels during an AWS Glue job run and includes the option to log the type of PII and its location as well as to take action on it. AWS Glue Studio Job Notebooks are now also generally available. So this gives you an interactive notebook-based job authoring structure. So again, you can get up and running very, very quickly. It's a one-click conversion of notebooks into AWS Glue data integration jobs. And you can also have live data integration directly from the notebook, fast startup times, and built-in cost management. And one more thing for AWS Glue scaling is now generally available. AWS Glue 3.0 can now dynamically scale resources up and down based on the workload. And with auto scaling, you don't have to worry about over-provisioning resources for jobs, spending time optimizing the number of workers, or paying for idle workers. You just use what you need. An update for Amazon QuickSight. One-click public embedding is now available in preview. This allows you to embed your dashboards into public applications, wikis, and portals without any coding or development. Once enabled, anyone on the internet can start accessing these embedded dashboards with up-to-date information instantly without server deployments or infrastructure licensing needed. Now, the public embedding helps you empower your end users with access to insights in seconds, and you can request access to the preview feature link in the show notes. An update for Amazon and Athena, there are some new data source connectors generally available, in fact, 10 of them. And if you haven't used Athena before, you can query data stored in relational, non-relational object and custom data sources without the need for ETL scripts to pre-process or copy data. You can now use Athena to query and surface insights from SAP HANA Express Edition, Teradata, Cloudera, Hortonworks, Snowflake, Microsoft SQL Server, Oracle, Azure Data Lake Storage, Gen 2 Azure Synapse and Google BigQuery. For the full list, check out the show notes. But what this means is it makes it really easy to get access to all the information you need really fast. I'm a big Athena fan. Amazon Redshift has announced some new enhancements for audit logging, which enables a faster delivery of logs for analysis by minimizing latency while also adding CloudWatch as a new log destination. So with this release, customers can choose to stream audit logs directly to Amazon CloudWatch, which enables you to perform real-time monitoring. So this means you get things much more quickly. In fact, we ran an internal test which showed the new enhancements to audit logging reduces the latency associated with the delivering the log data to Amazon S3 from up to 24 hours to less than two hours. And by adding Amazon CloudWatch as a log destination, the latency of the logs is further reduced to less than two minutes. Amazon Kinesis Data Firehose now delivers to Coralogix. This allows Coralogix users to ingest streaming data without having to manage applications or write code. If you haven't come across Amazon Kinesis Data Firehose, basically it makes it really easy to reliably load streaming data into data lakes, data stores, and analytics services. You can use it to capture, transform, and deliver streaming data to Amazon S3, Amazon Redshift, Amazon OpenSearch service, or generic HTTP endpoints, and service providers like CoreLogix. It's fully managed, automatically scales, is pretty magical to use, so if you use any of that sort of data movement stuff, you should have a look at Amazon Kinesis Data Firehose. And often we talk about moving data around and uh, getting insights and using it. Where do you get it from? Well, there are some new data sets available in the Registry of Open Data from the Space Telescope Science Institute, DNA Stack, National Archives and Records Administration, and many others. And these cover topics like astronomy, climate and weather, geospatial, life sciences, machine learning, statistical and regulatory, cultural, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of great stuff available. Check it out. It is available to use to enrich your applications. Moving on to the topic of application integration, AWS Step Functions expands support for over 20 new AWS SDK integrations and over 1,000 new AWS API actions as well. So AWS Step Functions is a low-code visual workflow service that lets you build distributed applications and automate processes and build data and machine learning pipelines using over 10,000 API actions from over 200 AWS services. With this enhancement, you can now integrate with new services such as AWS Panorama, which is a machine learning and software development kit that brings computer vision to on-premise internet protocol cameras, which is useful for supply chain visibility or congestion monitoring, et cetera. Lots of great updates here to allow you to build more quickly. And Amazon MQ now supports Active MQ version 5.16.4, so this provides updates and improvements. One update for the topic of business applications, we're happy to announce the Amazon Chime SDK for JavaScript 3.0 and React Components 3.0. This allows you to add intelligent real-time audio, video, and screen share to your web and mobile applications. And what this particular version does is provides developers of web and electron applications with a simplified developer experience for faster implementation and consistency across popular browsers and Chromium runtimes. Each user's audio and video devices are fully decoupled from their connection to the WebRTC media session. A user can select their preferred devices in a preview window prior to joining the session and the devices do not have to be programmatically reselected when joining the session. Once connected to the session, the user can switch devices instantly and without interrupting their WebRTC session. Moving on to the topic of compute, EC2 Auto Scaling now lets you set a default instance warm-up time for all instance scaling and replacement actions. Previously, you could only set a warm-up time for select scaling and replacement events like instant refresh, target tracking, and step scaling policies, and these needed to be configured individually. Now you can set a default that applies to the whole Auto Scaling group, which means you can easily ensure that all instance scaling and replacement events are consistent and have the same warm-up time. Specifically, if your instances tend to spend a known amount of time to get ready to serve traffic after their launch, so pre-loading application data is a great example of that, setting the default instance warmup time can help you avoid inadvertent scaling or replacement events in a variety of ways. So firstly, instances won't be counted towards your auto-scaling group's desired capacity until the warmup time elapses. And secondly, CloudWatt metrics won't be used to start scaling or replacement actions until the warmup time elapses, so it makes for a more consistent experience. An update for AWS Outposts, the Amazon Relational Database Service now supports multi-AZ deployments on AWS Outposts for high availability. This supports both PostgreSQL and MySQL on AWS Outposts. AWS controllers for Kubernetes, ACK, are available now for EKS, ECR, DynamoDB, Amazon S3 Application Autoscaling and AWS API Gateway Version 2, they're all now generally available. Now, Ack lets you define and use AWS service resources directly from Kubernetes. With Ack, you can take advantage of AWS managed services for your Kubernetes applications without needing to define the resources outside of the cluster or run services that provide supporting capabilities like databases or message queues within the cluster. So now there are seven AWS services that are generally available and 11 more in preview. Quick update for AWS Batch, it now adds support for AWS PrivateLink, so this means you can privately access all those batch APIs from within your VPC. Now, as a reminder, AWS Batch is a fully managed service that lets you run batch computing workloads on AWS. This is an absolute boon if you have these types of workloads. No need to install or manage batch computing software, you can just build your systems. And an update for AWS Firegate, it now delivers faster scaling of applications. Now, AWS Firegate is the serverless compute engine for ECS and EKS, and it now enables customers to scale applications faster, improving performance and reducing wait time. We've made several improvements over the last year that let you scale applications up to 16 times faster, which makes it easier to build and run things at a very big scale. When using the ECS Service Scheduler for running web or other long running applications, you'll be able to launch up to 500 tasks in under a minute per service. This is 16 times faster than last year. Previously, you would have waited for nearly 15 minutes to scale an application to 500 tasks at steady state, when running one-time or periodic batch jobs using ECS run task API, Fargate now allows customer accounts to burst up to 100 on-demand or spot tasks with a sustained launch rate of 20 tasks per second, which is 20 times faster than last year. So for example, if you run a batch job with 1,200 on-demand tasks, you can now launch your job in under a minute, or previously it would have taken about 20 minutes. Similarly, EKS Fargate customers will now observe up to 20 times faster scaling when using the platform versions referenced in the show notes. Basically, this is real world faster improvements that you just get to use and you don't have to do anything to get them. Just know that it's running faster. Onto the topic of customer engagement. Amazon Kendra releases a Quip connector to allow document search in Quip repositories. Amazon Kendra is an the intelligent search service powered by machine learning. It is a very cool, nice way to search. And now AWS customers can use the Amazon Kendra Quip connector to search documents stored in your Quip repository. And Amazon Connect Wisdom now supports private link. So this means that you can access all your Amazon Connect Wisdom instances from your VPC without using public IPs. Amazon Connect Wisdom delivers to contact center agents the information they need to help solve customer issues as they're talking to customers. It is a very cool technology. Moving on to the topic of database, Amazon Aurora Serverless V2 is generally available. This is the next version of Aurora Serverless, and it scales instantly to support even the most demanding applications, delivering up to 90% cost savings when compared to provisioning for peak capacity. Aurora Serverless is an on-demand, automatically scaling configuration for Amazon Aurora. And Aurora Serverless V2 scales database workloads to hundreds of thousands of transactions in a fraction of a second. It adjusts capacity in fine-grained increments to give you just the right amount of database resources for your application's needs. You don't have to manage database capacity, and you pay only for the resources consumed by your application. Now, Aurora Serverless V2 provides the full breadth of Amazon Aurora capabilities, So you get multi-AZ support, you get global database, and read replicas. So it's ideal for a broad set of applications. Aurora Serverless V2 is available for the MySQL 8 and PostgreSQL 13 compatible editions of Amazon Aurora. Amazon Neptune now supports global condition keys in the AWS IAM policies. So this allows you to control access to your Amazon Neptune resources like clusters or instances, And you can set global condition context keys, which are specified on the condition element of an ion policy to allow or disallow access to Neptune resources based on the set conditions. So really common use is to set the source IP condition for a range of IP addresses or to set the secure transport condition to make sure that requests are only set across SSL connections, etc. And speaking of security, AWS announces the general availability of OpenCypher support for Amazon Neptune. You can now use OpenCypher with Amazon Neptune, which gives you more choices to build or migrate your graph applications to a highly scalable, secure, and fully managed graph database. Since the preview announcement, we've increased coverage for OpenCypher clauses, implemented performance improvements, and now support parameterized queries for HTTPS and Bolt requests. Neptune's support for OpenCypher works on new or existing property graphs, allowing users to leverage both Apache TinkerPop Gremlin and OpenCypher simultaneously on the same cluster and via HTTPS. Bolt drivers also and within our Neptune notebooks. Amazon Keyspaces now helps you read and write data in Apache Spark more easily. Amazon Keyspaces for Apache Cassandra is a scalable, highly available and fully managed Cassandra compatible database service. And now you can read and write data in Apache Spark more easily by using the open source Spark Cassandra connector. There's no additional cost to have this support. You can just use it. And finally, configurable cipher suites are now available for Amazon Aurora MySQL. So you can now select from an allowable list of ciphers. And this helps you with more security control over the connection encryption that your database server accepts and you can choose from a variety of modern approaches. Moving on to the topic of developer tools, Amazon Corretto announces quarterly updates. So this means that you will get quarterly security and critical updates for Amazon Corretto long-term supported versions of OpenJDK. Now, remember, this is a no-cost multi-platform production-ready distribution of OpenJDK. So if you use that particular capability, this is something to look at. AWS AppRunner has launched AWS X-Ray support So this allows request streaming of traces for all applications running on AppRunner to AWS X-Ray. Now AppRunner makes it easier for developers to quickly deploy containerized web applications and APIs to the cloud and to scale it without having to manage infrastructure. What X-Ray does is enables you to measure these applications' performance as they interact with AWS data services like RDS, DynamoDB, or ElastiCache with applications running in ECS, EKS, or Fargate. Further, this launch enables AWS App Runner to use X-ray to get an end-to-end view of requests as they travel through your application so you can get insights into issues and optimization opportunities. Amazon DevOps Guru now provides proactive insights to flag issues early on AWS serverless applications. So, what this allows you to do is to flag potential issues with your applications before it starts to happen. So this helps you avoid downtime. Now, Amazon DevOps Guru uses machine learning to analyze application resources, configurations and application metrics to identify potential future operational issues and prevent them from impacting your users and to help you increase application uptime. Amazon DevOps Guru Proactive Insights summarizes metrics anomalies based upon what it sees normal looks like compared to what it's currently seeing. So, for example, consider a Lambda based application with an API gateway endpoint. Pretty common pattern. The Lambda function has invocations beyond the currently provisioned function concurrency. This leads to continuous spillover of the requests, causing cold starts and consequently a degraded latency and potentially higher costs. Amazon DevOps Guru detects this issue and proactively recommends increasing Lambda function provision concurrency. It's just a small example of some of the things it can do, it is very cool. And you can monitor your serverless application performance and operational issues with no manual setup or ML expertise or even deep serverless expertise required. You just get into it on the console. We're happy to introduce the DevSecOps solutions from AWS DevOps competency partners. These AWS partners provide DevSecOps products to help customers integrate security policies and guardrails into their CI/CD pipelines. So if you've been thinking about DevOps or you do DevOps, you'll know that really it's about DevSecOps. Sec has to be part of every step of the way. This makes it easier for you to get access to tools and capabilities that fit into that. Moving on to the topic of end user compute, AppStream 2.0 enables custom session scripts for Elastic Fleets. This helps customers remove capacity management tasks and reduce costs. So now AppStream 2.0 Elastic Fleets gives you on instance session scripts and these scripts simplify common scenarios that administrators would normally do. You can use these scripts to run your own custom actions when specific events occur in user streaming sessions. So for example, custom actions that execute before a user session starts or after a session ends. Before the session begins, you could configure applications for your environment as well as perform tasks like collecting logs or monitoring session information during the session and gathering it after the session as well. So this makes it easy to get up and running and provide a great experience. Moving on to the topic of front-end web and mobile. Adobe's Amplify Studio Figma to React code capabilities are now generally available. This gives front-end developers a faster workflow for building full-stack apps. These new capabilities add to existing Amplify Studio backend creation and management capabilities, which means you can accelerate your UI development. Typically, there's a lot of back and forth between front-end and back-end. With Amplify Studio, developing UI as per design is as easy as import from Figma, export to code, and extend code with custom logic. Amplify Studio uses Figma designs to automatically generate pixel-perfect React components that can be wired to your backend in just a few clicks. And Figma to React capabilities were launched in preview at reInvent 2021. We've added new features to include interactivity and enhanced experience to modify child UI elements in code and new theming capabilities, and it is now generally available. Something else that's now generally available is Amplify Geo for Android. This follows our release of Amplify Geo for JavaScript and iOS. Amplify Geo for Android allows developers to add cloud-connected UI components for maps and location search to Android apps. In addition to AWS Amplify's features like Auth, Data Store and Storage, Amplify Geo gives you a set of client libraries built upon the Amazon location service APIs and includes cloud-connected map UI components that are based on the popular Map Libre open source library. Moving on to the topic of the internet of things, Adibus IT Twinmaker is now generally available. This is a service that makes it easier for developers to create digital twins of real world systems like buildings, factories, production lines, and equipment. And customers are increasingly adopting digital twins to make better operational and strategic decisions around the world that they interact with. With AWS IoT TwinMaker, you can quickly get started creating digital twins of all kinds of things without having to re-ingest data, move it all around, et cetera. You can use built-in data connectors for things like IoT SiteWise, Amazon Kinesis Video Streams for video data, and a whole bunch of other inputs, and you can get up and running very, very quickly, and this is now generally available. Moving on to the topic of machine learning, Amazon SageMaker Serverless Inference is now generally available. With SageMaker Serverless Inference, you can quickly deploy machine learning models for inference without having to configure or manage the underlying infrastructure. When deploying your ML models, you just select the serverless option, and Amazon SageMaker automatically provisions, scales, and turns off compute capacity based on the volume of inference requests. You only pay for the compute capacity used to process the inference requests, and this is billed by the millisecond and the amount of data processed. You don't pay for idle time. So, this is really useful for those things with intermittent or unpredictable. Traffic. Amazon Textract has launched a new queries feature within the Analyze Document API. Now, Amazon Textract is a machine learning service that automatically extracts text, handwriting, and data from any document or image. It now provides you the flexibility to specify the data you need to extract from documents using the new queries feature within the Analyze Document API. You don't need to know the structure of the data in the document, so table, form, implied field, nested data, or worry about variations across document versions of formats. Queries leverages a combination of visual, spatial, and language cues to extract the information you need with high accuracy. Amazon Personalize now supports starting and stopping recommenders. So this gives you more control over how you provide your customer experience through a more personalized product and content recommendation with no ML expertise required. Now, a recommender is a resource that's optimized for a specific use case, so frequently bought together or top picks from you, et cetera. Now, what you can do is stop particular recommenders so they're not working during that period of time and aren't presenting answers, allowing you to provide more relevant or different answers to your customers based upon the use case. You can also then turn it on again as well. There are no usage charges for a stopped recommender, so you can just have it running when you need it. And finally, on this topic, Amazon Polly has launched a new Austrian-German neural text-to-speech voice. Now, of course, Amazon Polly is a service that turns text into lifelike speech. And now there is a new voice. This is called HANA, and it is an Austrian-German neural voice. Moving on to the topic of management and governance, there are now 35 new resource types in the cloud formation registry. Now, there's a big list in the show notes, but just for reminder, a resource type includes schema and handlers that allow API interactions with the underlying AWS or third-party services. And customers can configure, provision, and manage the lifecycle of these resources as part of your cloud infrastructure through CloudFormation and by treating it as infrastructure as code. Now, we're very happy to announce that AWS Billing Conductor has also been added as well. And CloudFormation now supports 170 AWS services spanning over 900 resource types and over 40 third-party resource types. You can now centrally discover the schema associated with new resource types on the CloudFormation registry. And with the addition of these resource types to the registry, you can benefit from the resource input feature of CloudFormation. For example, if you create an AWS Billing Conductor Pricing Rule through the AWS Management Console, or the command line interface, you can bring the resource into CloudFormations management using the resource input feature. Amazon CloudWatch metric streams has added support for additional statistics. With metric streams, you can create a continuous near real-time stream of metrics to a destination of your choice, and now you can have additional visibility into metric patterns and trends. Moving on to the topic of media services, the Amazon Interactive Video Service console and APIs are now available in four additional regions. Now I don't often talk about regional expansion because there's lots going on all the time. It would double <laughs> the time of the uh, the podcast, but I wanted to remind you that this service exists. This is a managed live streaming solution that's quick and easy to set up, and it's ideal for creating interactive video experiences. You send your live streams to Amazon IVS using standard streaming software like Open Broadcasting Software OBS, and the service does everything you need to make low latency live video available to any viewer around the world. Which means you get to focus on the experience alongside the video rather than delivering the video. Moving on to the topic of migration and transfer, we're pleased to introduce Migration Hub Orchestrator, which is a new migration orchestration feature in the Adibus Migration Hub. Now Adibus Migration Hub helps you orchestrate the migration of applications to AWS in a centralized fashion. Now the scope of large migration projects generally involves selecting migration tools, lots of planning, tracking the process across different tools and teams. What Migration Hub Orchestrator does is provides predefined and customizable workflow templates that give you a prescribed set of migration tasks, tools and automation opportunities. With Orchestrator, you can customize the templates, automate the migration of your applications and track your process in one place. So this makes it easy to get up and running and move quickly in a trusted way. At this time, Orchestrator supports the migration of SAP NetWeaver based applications with HANA databases and the rehosting of any applications to AWS. You can use a predefined workflow template to orchestrate the validation of the source environment for migration readiness, provisioning your target environment, replication of database and applications, post migration, validation, and cutover to AWS. And AWS DataSync can now copy data to and from Amazon FSX for open ZFS. So if you're using that particular platform, you can use this to move data across and around the place. AWS DataSync is an online data movement service that gives you a simple way to automate and accelerate copying data over the internet or AWS Direct Connect to the topic of networking and content delivery. We're really excited to announce the new Amazon CloudFront Ready program for AWS partners with software products that integrate with Amazon CloudFront. As customers have shifted to building applications in the cloud, they need the right tools and software solutions to help them build and distribute scalable, highly engaging applications and online experiences. Amazon CloudFront Ready partners give solutions focused offerings to AWS customers in the end-to-end media management, security, monitoring, and analytics, and content acceleration space, and their solutions help complement and augment existing AWS services to help customers optimize their use of Amazon CloudFront. Amazon CloudFront Ready software products are vetted by AWS Partner Solutions Architects for their sound architecture adherence to AWS best practices and demonstrated customer success. Onto the topic of security identity and compliance. AWS Security Hub launches cross-region security scores and compliance statuses. So this gives you a more complete view of your security posture across all your accounts and regions. Now, last year, Security Hub added support for cross-region aggregation of findings. This release extends Security Hub's capabilities to now also support cross-region security scores and compliance statuses. AWS Key Management Service has introduced new HMAC API. Now, the AWS Key Management Service, or KMS, lets you create KMS keys that can be used to generate and verify hash-based message authentication code, HMACs. HMACs are a powerful cryptographic building block that incorporates secret key material within a hash function to create a unique keyed message authentication code. HMAC KMS keys can only be generated and used within the FIPS 140-2 validated HSM security boundary in AWS KMS. This architecture can minimize the risk of those secret keys being compromised, in contrast using plain text HMAC keys in local application software. Now, HMACs can provide a fast way to tokenize or sign data, such as web API requests, credit card numbers, bank running information, or PII. And because HMACs utilize symmetric cryptography, they're typically higher performance than signing algorithms that use asymmetric cryptography like RSA or ECT. HMACs are commonly used in several internet standards and communication protocols, like Java Web Tokens (JWT). The KMS keys and the HMAC algorithms in AWS KMS conform to industry standards defined in RFC 2104. As with any other type of KMS key, you can control who is allowed to perform HMAC functions, under which conditions, by defining KMS key and/or IAM permissions. AWS Single Sign-On has launched Configurable Synchronization for Microsoft Active Directory. So you can now configure your list of users and groups to synchronize from AD into AWS SSO and pour synchronization. With Configurable Synchronization, you can synchronize users and groups consistent with your data sovereignty requirements. You can also pause synchronization when necessary and synchronize during desired hours. And on to the topic of storage. Amazon FSx for NetApp OnTap introduces a single availability zone deployment option. These are designed for use cases that do not require data resiliency model of a multi-AZ file system. So running development and test workloads or storing secondary copies of data that are already stored elsewhere. Single-AZ file systems provide a lower cost storage option other than multi-AZ file systems for these particular use cases, but you get all the same data management and features. And you can now automatically attach Amazon FSX file systems to new EC2 instances you create in the new EC2 launch experience. So if you're using any of the Amazon FSX family of services, you can now easily attach it on startup to your EC2 instances and away you go. Basically, it's just through the EC2 console. Of course, you can do the same things through the API, etc. But if you're a console kind person, this is useful to you. So lots of updates there. I hope there was something for you in all of that. Do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.